0: Bonus episode of the One Broke Actress podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learned in the process. And today I am joined by my producer, Helena Santos. We did one of these episodes earlier this season, just kind of checking in with where we were both at. Helena is in Vancouver and I'm in Los Angeles. And you guys really liked the uh, accounts of just our lives and how the podcast is going and all that good stuff so we decided we were going to do one a month for this podcast season at the very least so this is your february bonus episode some self-tape advice helena just got to where our acting careers are at right now versus where they were in january uh it's a really great time to reflect on how fast things move in the business and yet how slow they also do at the same time and just in case you guys missed it the one broke actress shop is now open online at the onebrokeactress.com website and my action dictionary is officially for sale. So that's that's all I have for you in announcements wise. Make sure you're following at One Broke Actress and make sure you're following at Helena Santos. And without further ado, please enjoy this bonus episode. Happy February. Oh my god. Happy February. Thank you. How for are you me. holding up, Miss Sam? You know, I'm okay. <laughs> You know, I'm fine actually. I I've had a really good last couple of weeks. Uh, Things are good. Um, It just, if it's kind of crazy that it's only been a month since we talked, but it's also been a month since we talked because we text all the time, but we don't really like necessarily touch base. And so this, I like this like once a month catch up thing for everyone.
1: Yeah, well, it's super cool because I, I only know a little bit like peripherally what's happening career wise with you, so I feel like it's a fun way for me to even get caught up on the world of Sam. Oh, I like <laughs> <That>
0: was, <laughs> sounds like a TGIF type of show. Yeah,
1: it's an, it's, <laughs> from the, it's an eighty sitcom, The World of Sam. Uh, so tell me first,
0: first of all, have you been enjoying the podcast this season? Because I can tell you that yes. I had a really good time. Yes, I
1: have absolutely freaking loved it. Um, I have to say that Kate Siegel's episode was so what I needed to hear at the exact right moment that I needed to hear it it, I felt like she was reaching through the
0: the podcast and
1: grabbing me on the shoulders and like shaking me. (laughs) Did it,
0: uh, you know, when I was recording it, which was back in like October, early November, when she was talking, I was like, oh my God. And there was, you know, there's a certain point in it where she did talk directly to me, but I was like, but she's talking to my soul. (laughs) Like she Mm -hmm. sees, she sees us overworked actors just trying to get by. And I was like, this episode, I will listen to probably once every couple of months. Like it was so. Yeah.
1: Well, and it is it is that thing where her point about if you're an actor listening to this podcast, you're probably already an actor who's doing all the things you need to do. And I'd already been feeling that, you know, I I don't know about you, but I'm somebody who can definitely overtrain myself because I feel like there's more I should know. There's more I should be doing. What else? What else? What are the things that I can you know put in my toolbox of stuff, but not necessarily catching myself before I get to a point of overwork or where it's just going to be completely detrimental to me actually being able to be an artist and live in the moment of something and do the job of an actor, as opposed to all the busy actor brain stuff that we can just put on top of ourselves that really, at a certain point, hinders you
0: rather than helps you. Absolutely. I, I yeah. I felt the same way. I, you know, it's funny because I feel like I spend all my free time and you do the same because you're always like absorbing and creating and like trying to learn more and do more and this and that. And to hear someone say like, Hey, slow down. Who's actually like where you want to be, um, was so good to hear because we are so similar. And I know a lot of my listeners are like this in, in which if we're not creating or learning we feel like we're falling behind Mm. and there's this stigma I feel like that's been created that like if you're not doing a self-tape seven days a week then you're a lazy actor (laughs) um and
1: I just which is absurd but yes I understand what you're saying
0: you know what I mean and I feel like constantly I used to just just rail on myself all the time that I wasn't like constantly, constantly working my instruments and doing this and whatever even that means, you know? And I do think you have to go through that phase before you realize what is actually important to you and what is helping you. But it, it was just so nice to hear coming from her.
1: Yeah. I think what you said is exactly right though, that you get to a point where you understand the tools that you still need to acquire for your craft. And then you also understand at a point, at least I understand when I have all those tools that I need and I I have all that I need within me already. You know, I have the training, I have the reel, I have the rep, I have the whatever it is, the the things that that get you to the point where you can just go and do the work and be free. And I really felt like her episode gave us permission, whatever stage that you're in, whether you have all of those specific tools in your toolkit or not, there still has to be a moment of, of relaxation and reflection because nobody can do good work from a point of exhaustion. And that's that's a lesson that I feel like I keep learning over and over and over again. Like it's not gonna stop. And I learned it the well, not the first time, but one of the times that it really hit home for me too was during Christina Ochoa's interview um that she did with you. What whatever season that was. What was that like three or something? I think that was
0: three. Yes.
1: Yeah. And she talked about the book, the powerful engagement and that just rocked my world. Cause, um, in it, they talk about the fact that, you know, everyone says this whole, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but how it's actually incorrect. That it's a series of sprints and you need the rest and recovery between each sprint. Otherwise you can't do the next sprint. And there's something really, um, powerful and liberating about that because when you're in a sprint and then it ends oftentimes as actors we just get into like the depressed like oh what's going to happen next and blah blah blah. we don't actually see that this relaxation period or this downtime if we don't have this we're not going to be at our optimum and our best when an opportunity arises so you really have to take all of the time that you need in that rest and recovery so that your muscle as a creative and as an artist and a Uh, in your craft can be as good as it can be later. But again, I keep, it's it's a lesson I keep learning over and over and over.
0: Yeah. And I think we're just going to keep learning it too. Cause like, there's no, it's really hard to know when you're in a sprint and when you're in a rest recovery, when you, you aren't told you know, it just feels like we're constantly waiting for the next thing. So it feels like we're always supposed to be in a sprint. Uh, and it's hard to mm-hmm. take a rest and recovery when you know, when you don't know when the next, uh, thing is coming. Right. Like I talked to a, yeah. a, a while, uh, about, um, I got kind of caught up in, uh, actor nutrition videos and stuff. And, um, Katie Sackhoff oh. does a bunch of them. Yeah. Not, not great for me personally to get involved in, but this was a couple of months ago. Uh, Katie Sackhoff does a bunch of them and she shared a lot of like what her training is for like what specific characters she's doing and like cutting calories and things like that. And I mm-hmm. ju- was just thinking, Oh my God, I hope no actor models their life after this because most of us don't know when our next job is. So mm-hmm. creating this framework of intensity uh, works when you have a, a point A and a point Z already on your calendar. Um, mm-hmm. But oftentimes we don't know when those points are going to be, right? So I think that's, that's where I struggle is figuring out when I'm in a sprint and when I'm supposed to rest because it feels like yeah. always.
1: <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's a life balance thing too. It's a life harmony thing, you know, because I, I think at least for me, When I'm in periods that feel like the downtime, I try to fill it up with the things that make me happy everywhere else in my life because there might be a moment where I don't have time to read that novel that I really want to read. You know, like it just, just simple things like that. Um, Even, you know, pre COVID world when it's like, oh, should I take the vacation? Yes. Take the vacation. Just take the vacation. Like we're whole human beings. We need to live a life, not just pursue our, you know, whatever thing in our career we're trying to get towards, but it's actually, you know what, Deb, um, Lee Smith actually did a really good overview of that book on her podcast. Um, her, she has a more than you see podcast all about mental health. And she, in that she actually addresses a lot of what you were just talking about, like knowing kind of when to, um, when you're in the, the period of rest and, it's, it's kind of a profound thing because you have to look at who you, like really look at who you are and what you want and what you're willing to not give up, but just let go of. Mm-hmm. And just just sit in something for a while. Uh, and a lot of us type A kind of actor peeps, it's, it's difficult.
0: It's it hard. definitely
1: is. Well, it's and then, hard. you know, pandemic times is a whole different Whole different rest ball game. period
0: although oh, no, wait stress. pandemic
1: time yeah I don't I mean although I haven't been resting that much what how is your since we talked last how have your auditions and like all that kind of stuff how's it going
0: yeah so uh I definitely want to say will you send me that link and I'll put it in the show notes of oh yeah for that episode of Deb's podcast because uh yeah. a lot of people who have listening might have seen her we did a lot of Instagram lives together and stuff like that Uh, And so she's lovely. So we'll put her um, episode in the show notes for you guys to check out. Sounds like something I'm going to listen to after this. Um, So since we talked uh, about a week and a half later, I signed with a theatrical agent.
1: (gasps) Congratulations.
0: Um, It was probably one of the best meetings of my life. I felt amazing about it. And since then, she, I had two weeks that were nonstop uh, with roles that were small and massive. It was Wait, small and massive, like on both yes. sides. Yes. Okay, like we it. went co-star and we went series regular. Like it yeah. was, it was a fantastic, like come home to reality, Sam, like these are the things you need to work on. There's a lot of things that were highlighted in my process that I didn't realize I needed to work on. Um, just because I haven't, I haven't had have been with a theatrical agent, in a very long time. Um, and and the so you last just had time, management? That was I just had management, hmm I, I, it's, yeah, it's just been managers. Uh, and then like a favor or two done by someone I know in some capacity. Uh, so I signed great. with Lovestone and the meeting was so great. And at one point I told her, you know, she said, we had someone who just, who looks just like you that we just recently dropped uh, because we couldn't get her any traction. And I said, you know, I've signed with people in the past who have signed me and I've yes, said yes, just to have someone. But I'm finally in a place where I can say, if you don't aren't really excited about me, don't, don't worry about it. Um, and that's the most mm-hmm. adult Good thing I've ever said in a meeting <laughs> to say like, if it's not a hell yes, it's no um, for both of us, like on the same page and we signed the next day. So it's been mm. super exciting and to have, some things going on theatrically has been more than I've had in a long time and I just feel like we might be in a good upswing and I feel really happy and I updated all myself a tape equipment because I'd been putting that off because I hadn't been going out very much so yeah so it's okay you know in the past couple in the past like week and a half it's also been radio silent so it's like The ups and downs.
1: Sprints and recoveries. Sprints Sprints and recoveries.
0: recoveries. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm trying to adopt that mentality because now I actually feel like I have to use it. So, you know, One Broke Actress has been like the one thing on my schedule overarching this past couple of weeks as I released the dictionary. Mm -hmm. Which is killer, by the way. Thank you. I'm so excited. And by the time it airs, I'll link it in the show notes because it will be on sale for everyone. But that's been such a major focus, but it's kind of been nice that I had a ton of stuff to do before this and i'm focusing on this so i'm so busy that i don't even really notice that there hasn't been an audition in the past couple of weeks you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: um this is my happy place i feel like to find that balance so things are starting to pick up in los angeles i know commercials are coming back especially the super bowl just spurred a bunch of people's excitement about commercials again Um, Mm. so yeah, so things are, things are starting to happen. Shows are starting to be filmed. I know a bunch of shows that were picked up last season are finally starting to get cast their co-stars and guest stars so they can film. We're getting our feet off the ground. And I auditioned for something that would have shot by you. (gasps) No way. (laughs) Yeah. So a girl can dream. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh, let's, that would be a very special podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, that would be. Can you imagine? We could like
0: socially distanced record. Oh, oh my God. I'm putting it into the universe from your lips to her ears. I am so ready for that. So, so I feel, I feel pretty excited um, about what's happening. So how is the stuff in Canada? Because actually two of the auditions that I had were uh, in Canada. Awesome. Yeah,
1: no, um, Vancouver. I mean, I don't know about Toronto, but Mm -hmm. Vancouver is... Pretty bumping. Um, you know, I think the last time we talked was just top of January and I had just had my first couple theatrical auditions back and it's, you know, it's quite busy. I'm auditioning a few times a week um, theatrically and I mean commercials really aren't back at all yet. They, they usually aren't until about March up here, but um, for union commercials, I should say. Um, but yeah, I was on hold for a really great show that, um, would have been amazing, but it's fine that I didn't go because then I ended up getting a bunch of other opportunities, which is always what happens, you know? And so just this past Friday, I had, um, like no, no theatrical shows that I know of other than this one that I read for on Friday are doing callbacks with the team. It, it's, you know, I've done zoom callbacks for commercials and stuff, but Um, The show I read for on Friday, I've auditioned for, I want to say five times now. And so this is the first time they've called back, but it was a callback with like showrunner, producers, director, writer. um, And, you know, it went well. And I'm just glad that uh, I got that callback. And it's just, it's interesting because I don't know of any other shows up here or really, I mean, anywhere else that are doing theatrical callbacks. It was, it was cool. It was really cool to be able to have that experience again especially not being in the room for so much stuff and so many things just being cast off tape and um so it was good I mean it's it's been busy and same thing you know I'll go four days and I'll be like oh there's been no auditions today and then I'll get two in the same day and I'm like that's yep that's what happens I like you know or like a week and nothing happens and then I'm like well I guess it's going to be quiet for a while and then it picks up again so it's just being really grateful and and working hard on the stuff when it in and being able to chill and be okay when it's not as busy as it's just it's just how it is it's just the journey and um it's fun though the stuff I think we, we talked about this before but the things that I'm reading for now are um so much better suited to me I think you know like I've grown up as a person and as a woman and so I'm finally starting to feel really comfortable in the roles that I'm reading for um and we were talking about jargon the other day with your cop audition and my doctor auditions, you know, it's, it's, it takes a, there's a certain comfort level that has to happen because, and then you don't like freak out when those auditions come in that have a whole bunch of running jargon. How did you, I know you had that cop one, how did that go?
0: It feels like the next learning curve. That's kind of where I'm at with it too. Like I, you know, the co-star guest art. like I felt very comfortable with the stuff I was getting. I also was very impressed right away because the auditions I was getting from this particular agent are fitting. Like we've kind of found my thing. And I think that, you know, I'm letting go of a lot of stuff I was scared of. I think I've hid, this is a weird topic, but I think I've hid from my looks for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I've tried to make myself small. Once again, I'm coming back to like being an adult and owning who I am and owning how I look and what I bring into a room. And so auditioning for sexier roles and for women who take up a lot of space and are super confident and upper class and things like that. And one of those auditions was for a very smart, very articulate police officer in a town in Georgia. So it was an accent and cop jargon. And wow. Good on Caleb, you. yeah, it was, it was a blast. The script was super yeah. fun. Um, Caleb was a gem of a man, um, because I know you self tape with your husband too. And he held my hand, you know, verbally (laughs) through the whole thing. And it took us a long time to get these pages. It was eight pages, which is not that many, but But how uh, many scenes within the pages? It was three scenes. Okay. Uh, and the second scene was dense. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we filmed it. I screenshot it and put it on my Instagram story because I think we started and stopped, I mean, probably 12 times, which highlighted for me a lot of my lackings and things to work on in the future. Uh, And that's kind of how I have to think of it, right? Because I don't think I, if I would have gone into the room for that, I would have prepared differently, which made me question like, why did I not prepare that way for a self-tape the way I would have prepared to go into a room? Is it
1: because, you know,
0: you're working on it as you prepare to tape? I think so. I think I didn't work as hard or as intelligently on it as I could have uh, if I was going to go into a room. I think I would have tried to have felt much more confident with it when I started auditioning. Obviously, if I was going to go into a room than if I was at home in my office with Caleb. And that's really highlighted some things for me, which... Uh, has in turn had me, I've started to work on uh, my own audition checklist. I'm physically going to create it and it's going to be a checklist slash menu. So there's going to be things to pull from Mm -hmm. because not every audition needs a full intense Google of the show runner of the backstory of the. you know, like it it doesn't always (laughs) require all of it, but I do think that there are things that I need to get really specific on and figure out what my process is. And up until this point, I haven't had that volume of auditions and I'm hoping it continues to where I have to really get specific with all of this stuff and see what works. So I am thrilled to spend time on this project.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, and the more that you do it that way, the more it all just becomes habit. And then you know what you need to pull from for things or you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting too. I've had a lot of conversations with people about, you know, we're all in a year of doing self-tapes pretty much almost for, you know it'll be a year soon that we've all just been doing that and um I've heard a number of casting directors talk about how the spark of being in the room is now like kind of lost in self-tapes you don't have that that energetic rush um and so things are almost too polished and too like not flat but Mm -hmm. they're just really safe um which I thought was pretty fascinating so it, wanting to have like I, I I'm now trying to implement how do I keep that spark of spontaneity that kind of happens when you have that jolt of of energy before going into a room that just like when you're hanging out with whoever significant other or using we audition or whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. doing with your reader it, so it doesn't fall flat and especially like I don't do that many takes of things when I do them but I know some people who've been doing like eight, 10 takes of stuff and by the time you get to the end I don't even know how I personally have nothing left. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I over, I've exhausted something and there's just the magic of the moments are gone. It's interesting because like, I try to get my tapes in right away too, because one of the things I keep hearing a lot about is that, you know, the earlier you get it in, once you're ready, the better, because some casting offices, at least up here are batch sending them like some producers want Hey, if you have three good ones, send them on, Uh, not necessarily sending everything at the same time. Yeah. So, but who knows? I mean, that's, that's dependent on the show. That's dependent on the casting office. That's depending on so many things, but also it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to try to get it in sooner, not just wait until.
0: I, I, I mean, I mean, that not think sense. it's a good idea to
1: ever wait until the
0: end. I, that, I mean, for so many reasons, but that makes mm-hmm. so much sense to me too, because we, Caleb and I were talking about this, the one person I hang out with, <laughs> yeah. um, Caleb and I were talking about this because we did a short film. We did a 48 hour film fest, uh, it also, since I've talked to you last, we did a 48-hour film fest with my um, acting school, John Rosenfeld Studios, and you know, if anybody hasn't done one before. We basically all met over Zoom. We were given a prop, which was a mask—shocker—and a line of dialogue, <laughs> and we had two days to turn in a short film of less than seven minutes. Um, I'm super proud. We we partnered with my friend Marco, who has his own production company called Marco Vision Studios, and. He, we created a bomb ass little short. I was super proud of it. Uh, But then we went to watch all of the short films, right? So they had everyone watch it and they sent out, they just sent out a Vimeo link. So you watch the short films all in a row. It was like an hour and 20 minutes worth of programming. Mm. So we pulled up my computer. We got like a bowl of popcorn. We sat to like watch our movie night of short films. And I could tell you within the first 60 seconds if I was interested in the film or not and if it didn't grab me I was so bored and I was like Caleb goes god if you think this is bad imagine watching the same scene this many times and I was like how many times have I heard that before but I haven't experienced it so to think about that I was like oh my god I'm gonna just go all out for everything from now on because why not, right? Like, why not make it mm-hmm. find the magic, find that spark of yours? Because so many of them, I was like, I know what they're intending here, but I'm just, I'm flipping to the next one,
1: right? But it's also, I mean, because obviously, there's things like the world of the show, the mm-hmm. tone, things like the 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 function of that character within the story. Like you have, of course, rules course you to need follow. to do, yeah, yeah, of course, you do all of those things, but also the spark of who you are. As a person, and what you specifically bring to a role, I've heard time and time again, and whatever I, you know, all the different talks I've been listening to via Zoom, that that's starting to be missing from a lot of the reads that people are sending in. So, I don't know. That's just that's just a little something that I'm really gonna like. I'm not gonna dull my light at all, you know, to fit into the box. I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge the box that I need to fit in. You know, like uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna figure out, draw, you know, call outside the lines at all. But right. I am gonna make sure that I'm bringing the spark of what of who I am to things, just a little more mm-hmm. than I think I've, I think I've been. Some of my reads have been safe and they've yeah. been good. But I think that that you know, there's just there's like even the callback that I did, the adjustments that they gave me helped me bring a little more. Just my personal essence into it. And it's always a nice reminder that they want a full realized character, like a full human, even, you know, whatever it is that you're reading, they want all of
0: you in there. I think a lot of people might've just heard that and been like, oh my God, what is my spark? Because it Mm -hmm. reminds people of what is my branding? What is my type? And it sends people on a tailspin.
1: Do you want to
0: talk about that for a second longer? (laughs)
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't know that I'm qualified.
0: (laughs) Um, Or it could be a question I can pose to some casting directors, too, because I think, I mean, obviously it's going to be personal, but I'm just curious what your individual definition of that would be.
1: Well. I mean, okay, so here's an example. So I read for a lot of doctors, lab techs, like all sorts of things, all
0: different sizes of roles. She from, looks very smart.
1: Uh, I think, <laughs> well, there's, I think there's a certain efficiency and stuff that I, I bring to mm-hmm. roles uh, and I love it. I am super about it. I am really leaning into that. I, I mean, I, I'm just having so much fun. Um, you know, and I'm thinking specifically, there is one read that I did for, um, one of the superhero shows up here and it was uh, two pages, of very jargony doctor stuff. And I know I looking at it now, I would have done the read much freer than I did. I was trying to make sure I was making sure that I delivered what I knew they would want for like what in my head is a doctor. Mm -hmm. This is how a doctor would do this, right? This is how they would say it without really infusing enough of my, if I was just Helena and Mm -hmm. I'm just a doctor, that just happens to be what I do for my profession. How, what is my actual relationship to the things that I'm talking about? Because then that will inform how I'm delivering this specific jargon. And that you know, and I did, I did some of that because it's part of my actor work anyways, but now I think in hindsight, I would have leaned much more into that. You know, even um, when we were doing in-room auditions more, there was an FBI agent that I was reading for, and I did a fine read. It was safe. You could have filmed it. It would have been safe, but then like the casting director, love this woman. She just goes to me, okay, let's just do it again. You're just you just happen to be an FBI agent. You're just a woman who's an FBI agent having a conversation. Let's just try it from there. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I wasn't thinking of this is an FBI agent. You know, like there's, I think uh-huh. it's like, I we I watch so much like episodic television. Here's this procedural drama. And you think again, here's the box, but yes. Like what, if it was just me mm-hmm. and not me putting on a character, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think think that's, at least to me, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's really helpful in someone finding out what their spark is or whatever, but I think that for me, if I just put my actual self, this is, I mean, it's acting, right? This is the basis of acting, which is apparently easy (laughs) to forget sometimes, but Mm -hmm. putting just your actual self into a situation, how would I really react? And I just happen to have the job of X, Y, Z.
0: I Think that's helpful. I really do think it is because we kind of get lost in that sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, well, what am I even adding to this? And it's like, mm. I'm I'm still doing the tape. Like, I'm not reading it from a computer voice. Like, I'm still doing the tape. So yeah. there's I you can infuse yourself without feeling like you're, you know, holding up your headshot in chorus line, waiting for your chance to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be it's actually really interesting. It'd be fun if like um, people either on Instagram or wrote into you and just talked about how they infuse themselves a little bit into what they're doing. I'd be really curious to hear yeah, I'd what love other to people hear do. That.
0: There'll be a Instagram post with our pictures on it that you guys can comment that on because I would be fascinated to hear mm-hmm. um, your definitions of this. Because um, well, I
1: mean, you, you and I reading for an FBI agent would be very different types of FBI agents, totally. you know? And there's no, it, it's gonna be what, cool thing that is about Sam that you bring to a role versus what I could bring to a role it's just that's the fun of casting yeah
0: yeah I think that's really great I think that's a helpful piece of information we did this see look look at us (laughs) we'll see we'll see providing value yeah it goes
1: next next audition (laughs) I'll be like Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> I know,
0: I'm going to add my spark to my audition checklist. Don't worry, it's going to mm-hmm. go on there. Um, I, so so far too, I just want to say um, uh, of the podcast that has come out, we have had, so Kate Siegel was episode one, Kurt Yu was episode two, which is Atlanta, which was a really awesome perspective. And episode three was Amy Argyle, our commercial mm-hmm. booking uh, queen who talked about FICOR. Uh, We did a clubhouse last week about it and that got some wide ranging commentary. Uh, Very interesting. I bet. Um, You know, we sparked a lot of conversations about union and FICOR and non-union. And I am thrilled to spark that conversation because I think information is power. Um, But I'm down to keep up learning about that more. And I think, you know, I don't have a specific union podcast coming up. But uh, if somebody who is listening has a suggestion or someone they want me to interview specifically from SAG AFTRA or a board member, uh, I'm very down with that. So just putting that out into the universe because that's kind of my podcast wrap up of what we've got so far. And then this past week, after uh, um, this past week just aired, um, Patrick Gallagher, who was a friend of yours. Yeah. um, who is a Canadian actor. So we well, he's, just uh, a dual citizen. he's a dual citizen. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. but he is, was in Canada when we chatted. Um, yeah. Working on big sky. Yeah. And big sky is doing well. Uh, and he mm-hmm. was just, he was a wealth of knowledge of, you know, co-star tips and like the longevity of a career. And, uh, I know you specifically might not have heard it yet. You will. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's really good. So I'm, I'm super pumped for where we've come and uh, so f- that will be four episodes down. So eight to go plus a couple bonuses, a lot going on. I couldn't do it without you. Ah, uh, well, thanks.
1: I'm happy to be here for the ride. It's It's been a blast so far. I can't wait to see. I mean, okay. When we check in again, who knows what's going to happen in the world? I mean, we have a new president.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Since we've chat, like we chatted on the day the Capitol was being attacked and like a month later, we were both in a completely different place. Jobs are happening. I have an agent. You had that massive pin that I know you're not going to mention, but like you did amazing stuff. Like things are, things are happening. This is the journey. We're on it. Things are happening.
1: Well, let's, let's, uh, let's put out into the old acting universe that next time we talk we'll both have booked something.
0: Oh, I love Let's that. do that.
1: So the, by the first week of yeah, March, we will there. be
0: the first quarter of this year we'll have both booked something
1: yeah and if not whatever but it's, yeah. kind of, it's fun to put it out there and also we're both going to infuse all of our auditions with more of who we are organically as women yes just as humans on the yes. planet we're going to bring more of our our full selves into
0: each role and we're going to enjoy the in-between times as much as we enjoy the working times yes I think these are good yes. promises I'm going to write this down so I have to look at okay. it every day Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's this, the sprint
1: and the recovery has, uh, has been one of my favorite things. I think I've learned from any podcast and I, that was from you and Miss Christina Ochoa. So, and the powerful engagement. So thanks those dudes who wrote that book.
0: Yeah. Thanks dudes. I'll have to read your book. Um, I promise that next time we chat, I will bring with you something I've learned from a sprint and something I've learned from a rest. Oh, okay. Yeah. You want to do that too? Okay.
1: Yeah. Great. Heck yeah. Yay. Done. Awesome. Everybody out there too. You guys do this too. This yeah. Fun. We'll,
0: we'll ask you, we'll open up Instagram for everyone else's shares as well after our next episode. So awesome. Ah, uh, Helena, yeah. thank you so much for being here. It's so nice to talk to you. Ah, uh,
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and for doing this cool podcast. You're so great. Do you want to direct people to your social media? Oh, sure. Just, uh, follow me on Instagram and chat with me there. I'm there all the time. It's my home. <laughs> <laughs> She's very active. It.
0: It's linked in the show notes for you guys. And um, I will be talking to you next week.